Hey Bronwyn, can you Bronwyn, close the door? Can you you close the door, door, please? Yeah, I'll close the door. All right. Thank okay. you. City on the Edge. City on the Edge. <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> Welcome uh, to City on the Edge, where uh, we are celebrating Nicole French today, our very newest patron. Nice. Do you guys know what a patron is? No. No? You've never heard of this? These are uh, these are loyal listeners who who believe in what we're doing so much that they actually go to our website, our Patreon site, Patreon.com/slash/CityOnTheEdge, and they pledge as little as one dollar a month just to show their appreciation for what we do. Wow! And we love them uh, very much. That's seriously in so a creepy, cool. Plato- so not creepy, platonic. Not creepy at all. <laughs> and she she joins the ranks with <laughs> Natasha Chisdes, Joshua Haland, April, Rachel Langer, Lando Enchantment, Amy Nevitt, Jen Robillard, Christopher Holden, Waffle Tech. Ryan Schiff, Sierra Nets, Ben Tucker, Jean-Yves Bart, who we read a letter from last week, uh, Jessamine, Farrell M. Smith, Amy Thanks, Gabe, Dave. Isaac Clark, and Sandra Dodd. So yeah. thank all of you guys yeah, so thank much. You. And That's so cool. If you'd like to uh, like to help us out in this way, show your appreciation, you too can go to patreon.com slash city on the edge and make a pledge. And uh, clock's going now. So, um, welcome back to the show. We're going to be talking about dowsing today. Mm-hmm. But, the uh, ancient art of dowsing. Whoa. Yeah, ancient art of dowsing, but first we have, um, I don't know, some like, uh, Mike, you wanted to do some Natural banter? Banter, yeah. yeah. Let's, okay. let's banter. So right. here's no. a little banter right. moment. All right, what do you guys have to banter about? What's going on? Um... <laughs> Kids are snorting condoms these days. Did oh, you hear about that? Wow. Yeah. Like one person like, put it on YouTube? <laughs> the yeah. important thing is that you can use it to discredit a, um, a youth movement for uh, for gun control or whatever. Oh, my gosh. But there is that wasn't fake. It was someone snorting a condom. I guess, I guess so. I didn't actually no. research it that carefully, but it certainly seems like something a teenager might do. When I was a kid, my older brother got a lot of points by he could snort a spaghetti noodle up into one nostril and then pull it down through the other one and kind That's of the same concept, weedle it right? back and forth. Yeah. It's not really that different. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing that forever. Yeah. On the AV Club, they pointed out that it combines uh, three things that grown-ups are terrified of. Teenagers, snorting things, and condoms. Like, that's yeah. like the trifecta of... Oh my God! The kids right. are out of control. Right. Like, right. You know, don't do that though. It sounds like you could really easily suffocate. Yeah. Don't. You know, yeah. Even don't out of curiosity. It. The two of you that suddenly thought that was a good idea <laughs> yeah. out there, millennials. Although the lubed ones might might go in pretty easy. 
certainly is probably a better choice, I would think, yeah. than the non-looped <laughs> I'm done with the society <laughs> right now. I'm certainly <laughs> done with this conversation. <laughs> I just also want to make it clear to our listeners that Sinclair Media has not bought out our podcast. <laughs> And we are not reading scripts. We considered it for... Yeah, in case you were confused by our clearly scripted delivery here. Um, this is a danger to democracy. Well, so we're at my house, so it's filled with little mm-hmm. house sounds, including uh, children, and uh, you probably heard a clock go off a few mm-hmm. minutes ago. I think we should just go with it. Yeah, yeah we're not in a studio, we're in a, yeah. a Mo- wonderful communal situation. Most- Pretend you're here with us. Most of the time when we record these, my kids are uh, at Cub Scouts. My daughter became the first female Cub Scout in New Mexico what? recently. Cool. She is now a Tiger Scout. Oh my um, god. And uh, we did this because she'd been going every week anyway, because uh, mm-hmm. you have to bring your kids to Cub Scouts and hang out with them now. You can't just drop what? them off for like a couple hours wow. like my parents did. Well, that's right, that's it. changed. Yeah. I don't like yeah. that. Well, because I always liked that sense of independence as yeah. a kid, you know? Right, but I think there were too yeah. many, uh, you know... Creepy creeps. Incidents. Yeah. Hmm. Like, nope. like eyebrow-raising incidents? Eyebrow-raising uh, Cub Scout leaders. Oh. I've heard such stories. Yeah. Well, not only that, but the, the Boy Scouts of America was committed to um, handling such things internally, which means mainly that they would take a scoutmaster who'd been accused of something like that and transfer him to another county. <laughs> Wow. You know, to serve another pack, oh, where surely he wouldn't, familiar. he will have lost his uh, right. his willingness to do that. He'd have learned his lesson, so they Yikes. did that. But um, yeah, so now because of that, we have to uh, hang out with our our kids and what? spend time with them <laughs> and engage with them. <laughs> Man, that's too bad. Hey, I've been reading about the Gila River. I don't think people realize how important the Gila River is to the West and the history of the West. Like, it's the whole history of the West, that river. Really? And it's southern New Mexico and southern Arizona. It's super interesting. You know I've never been there. It's, the a re- it's a good river for tubing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really fun. But, I mean, apparently it had, like, a natural avenue kind of along, along both sides of it and was a major route through the West mm-hmm. and there were no easy roads. And so everybody, like, from the Spanish to uh, the... You know, white pioneers yeah. later on, like, we're using it. What's but, uh, the biggest city or town on it in New Mexico? Probably Tucson or Yuma in oh, in, in, um, Arizona. In, in Arizona. And then maybe, I think Silver City's near it. And, mm. and uh, I really think it's great. Okay, um, so... This, uh, we, we're having some technical difficulties, so we're falling back on a, uh, on a backup microphone. Hello. But I think it's working out pretty good. So we're just gonna Are go we with all it. on it? Or? Yeah, we're all on okay. it, but don't, don't worry about the microphone in front of you unless you just want a, a prompt. Are we all talking into this one? Yeah. Oh. Can it hear us all? Yeah, so this is, uh, this is old school City on the Edge is what we're doing here today. This is Retro. how we used to record it at my apartment when we first started. Aww. Yes, exactly. It's so, like an anniversary episode. Whoa. Yes. Forgive that's, us. That's what we're doing, on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll figure out the microphone stuff later, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just been a comedy of errors over here. Yeah. We know we want, you guys want the uh, the show as quickly as we can possibly get it out. You, you just can't wait for more. You don't care about quality. You're just one instant Gracious animals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So. Well, I saw that, you know, small amounts of marijuana, it the legalization or the criminalization 
changed. Oh, what's yeah. the deal now? The city council. If you have a certain small amount, you're fined and not jailed. Huh. So the mayor has to approve it. That's good. Yeah. Do it, Tim Keller. I'm sure he side. will. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think he, in his campaign, he talked yeah. about, yeah, decriminalizing. I like that guy. He's pretty cool. He's the mayor and he still goes to launch pad shows. That's fantastic. Yeah. He's probably high right now. <laughs> um, we walk our dog by him, and we, my husband and I, always wonder if we should say hi. But last time he was sitting with his daughter reading, and we thought either this is a publicity stunt or it's a really genuine moment. So oh. let's leave him alone. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's actually the right thing to do. But maybe after like a few months of that, you'll right, kind of get right. like a familiar. He did promise report. to be on our podcast the same That's night right. that Anne Hayes promised to be on our podcast. So. <laughs> and we they have both have guests <laughs> lined up. <laughs> well, right. uh, speaking of towns in New Mexico, this has nothing to do with uh, towns in New Mexico. <laughs> Instead, this is a lost and found bulletin for New Mexico News. Um, the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department uh, are trying to reunite an urn of human cremains with its rightful owner after it was found off westbound Interstate 40 on Monday afternoon. So if any of you out there uh, recently ditched an urn full of one of your loved one's remains, uh, please contact the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department ASA. You know what could help find the owner? Hmm. What's that, Nora? An ancient method of finding things. Uh, called... You mean Google Maps? <laughs> no. Even better. Mm. Google dowsing. Google dowsing. <laughs> wow. Dowsing. And that's the, that's the uh, subject of today's episode. Yes. We finally arrived at it. So what, let's, let's go with some basics here, first of all. What is dowsing? I understand it as the ancient method of finding water, primarily. So okay. a way to find water using objects such as sticks and pendulums. Mm -hmm. Reading mm -hmm. energy or reading, not even energy, it's more scientific than that, where scientific. the water is... <laughs> is it more uh -oh. scientific than that? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting word choice there. I'd say there's some... Are you a believer? Um, I, I'm, I'm not convinced yet, uh -huh. but I want to believe. Yeah. Okay, so you're the uh, you're the molder of the group right now, and yeah, I'm I'm the Scully. Maybe are you a Scully? <clears throat> I'm the uh, shadowy guy smoking cigarettes that you meet up with <laughs> once in a while, and I tell you that dowsing's probably not real. <laughs> it's and all stop, government. <laughs> stop looking into it if you value your safety. <laughs> uh, but it's not real. <laughs> okay, maybe. so I I saw I found something interesting, which mm -hmm. is that it, as far as they can tell, originally it wasn't so much for water as um, metals, finding yeah. metals deep in the earth. And uh, huh. the earliest references are from Germany in the 16th century when they were uh, kind of going crazy for precious metals. And hmm. so they would, they would go with a guy who, uh, who said he could find them. And apparently it worked often enough that uh, they continued to trust them. So. And I found reference that some cave paintings from 8,000 years ago in Tassali and Ajer caves in Libya mm -hmm. show people around someone with a divining stick. Wow. So okay. they wonder if it's Could be dowsing. Old. Yeah. That's Could cool. be maybe other magic sticks. Right, right. Harry Potter style <laughs> magic wand. Okay. 
And now you, Nora, you went and you actually checked out the local dowsing scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> you want to tell us yeah. about that, or you have a, a piece to read? Or Yeah, I'm going to take you back to 2011. Okay. And I had I was newly arrived, as I bring up a lot, and I did that right. bike ride from, yeah. But it was in the same period when everything about New Mexico was just blowing my mind, including the climate. So the desert just felt so different and new to me and I thought you know where's the water and I can't remember the exact (laughs) inciting incident that led me to look into dowsing Uh but something reminded me of dowsing and I had heard of it before and um tried it in France you tried it yes um so tell me about trying dowsing I, I did a program called William Workers on Organic Farms. Oh, I always wanted to do that. It's so cool. Yeah. You did that? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so on one of the farms in France, one of the, like, other woofers was a kind of a mystic type, and he really believed in dowsing, and he said, try it with this stick. And I, I didn't feel a darn thing. You didn't? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so Nora does not have... The witching way. Yeah. Maybe you guys do. I don't think so. I tried it once, too. Um, I used to live... I tried to be a hermit in the desert in Arizona once, long ago, pre-children. And uh, this guy would always come over, just some rando that lived in the hills around where I lived. He would be like, where's my dog? Have you seen it? And, uh, <clears throat> and of course, he never had. And um, But he would always witch and he would ha- he had two copper little uh, mm. rods that were kind of L-shaped and he would hold them and they would move while he was walking around but I think it was him moving them for the most part and he would tell me things like because I can stamp my foot this many times one stamp per second as I walk that means the water is 600 feet below here and this is exactly where it was and all this stuff and, See, scientific yeah, <laughs> and, and, and this was in Witchwells, Arizona which was actually oh, founded wow. by a dowser who had walked around and then built his bar where he had witched some water. But, like, I, from what I've read, statistically, you're either going to find water or not, right? Well, let's, let's <laughs> save the uh, <laughs> speculation and, and kind of further details, and maybe we can go into your, mm-hmm. into your piece. Yeah. Anyway, I tried it, too, and it, yeah, same thing. It didn't, didn't, it didn't work. No. Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> um. I wrote this piece when I was in grad school where I met you guys, and I found that there was a Los Lunas dowsing chapter. So I wrote the, you know, the chapter email, and the president wrote, wrote back and said, our next chapter meeting will be Saturday, September 10th at 1. Why don't you come to it, and I'll talk to you about it. So I kind of imagined going and interviewing him mm-hmm. to learn more about dowsing. Um, so this excerpt of this piece is what happened when I went to this meeting in Los Lunas. I'm on my way to the American Society of Dowsers meeting in Los Lunas. This chapter is known as, quote, the Harmonious Earth Willow Benders. I found out about the group in monthly meetings when I was looking up information about dowsing in New Mexico. Previously, I knew dowsing as looking for water using a stick, I had done it once before in France, not really believing in it. Now that I'm in the high desert, I'm ready to think that a Y-shaped stick can lead me to water. Everyone at the meeting wears a name tag, and I make one for myself. 
I can't meet anybody's eyes. I feel nervous. Clearly, the meeting won't start at 12. Everyone is milling about, greeting each other, looking at knitted blankets for sale. I go to the bathroom, and when I go to wash my hands, the water faucet comes off. The dial soap is stuck to the sink. I can't get any water, so I head back to the meeting room. When I return, there are pendulums set on a table for sale. I learn this is the tool of choice for the modern-day dowser. I think I should buy one. I don't want to be seen as an outsider, an infiltrator. I find out later that I'm the only new person there. At the table of pendulums, two women are running their hands through the air, as if to feel heat emanating from the objects below. The man I first sat next to comes up and tells me, you get the one that you can't put down. He picks out a clear crystal prism attached to a silver chain and says, this one would be good for you. It's pretty. I'm a little put off by the recommendation. Choose a heavy copper one instead. It's good in the wind, I'm told. I pay $11 for my pendulum and return to my seat. There are about 25 people now, and an older man in a bright blue silk shirt turns on a mic and squeezes a horn to get everybody's attention. He progresses through a number of slides on a presentation. The paintings of an artist who communicates with aliens, the various waves of the Mayan calendar, Moldavite from Czechoslovakia, Ron Paul for president. And then we get into the crop circles. According to Gary, the head dowser of the Los Lunas Dowsing Society, there were no crop circles made by Etruscans, aka aliens, this year. The aliens wanted to take the year off to see what we, the humans, would come up with. But Gary also has another theory. These, quote, ragged creations were commissioned by the government in order to dilute the messages that the real crop circles contain, messages about evolution. Experts can tell these are fakes because the crops that have been stamped into are dead. The Etruscans make theirs in such a way that preserves the life of the plants. Despite the sheer wackiness of it all, I'm getting bored of the slide after slide of symbols in the land when we switch to something even more out there. We, all 25 of us attending the Los Lunas Dowsing meeting, are in a time portal, one shot 13 hours ahead of the surrounding area. On the slide is an aerial view of the community college where we're meeting. There's a transparent red cloud over the old municipal building we're in, and I'm not understanding what the rest of the lines and dots indicate. The advice Gary gives doesn't help much. If you come late to a meeting, you know it's supposed to be happening, but no one's here, leave the area of time portage, recenter yourself, and come back. Or just give Gary a call. Do we have his number? I'm starting to get a slight headache, and I rarely get headaches. I wonder if the members are attacking my skeptical energy. I try to look more interested, more in tune with my surroundings. I've learned nothing about finding water yet when the guest speaker is invited up. Her hair and skin are vivid against the white of her flowing pants and tunic. When she tells her story, her hands move like small birds. This and her smile remind me of my aunt, and I immediately feel more open to her. She talks about being a conduit, someone who isn't a source of power themselves, but simply channels it to those who need it. I like this too, and I start to sink to that sleepy sort of place you go when someone you trust is touching your neck or head. She's crying a little bit as she tells us about having a brain aneurysm and talking with high-energy beings while she was in an eight-day coma and coming back totally healthy. It's not cheesy. I don't know if I believe in it the same way that the man next to me who keeps saying wow under his breath does, 
But there's something genuine about Marsha McCoy. When someone asks her how we can access these higher powers, and she says, anything you wonder about, just ask the question, I tear up. Because I have so many questions, and I wish it were that simple, but I just don't think it is. We take a break before we have our group conduit session that Marsha will lead. I go to the refreshment table, put a dollar in the kitty, and take a piece of cake. As I'm eating it in my seat, we all hear the streaming sound of water hitting water. Marsha forgot to take her mic off when she went to the bathroom. A toilet flushes loudly through the speakers, and when Marsha returns, she laughs as someone tells her what we heard and says, well, this will make us more connected for our group sourcing. I think she's right. I feel okay with this group. I'm ready to sit in silence with them and search for energy. We are all standing and are ushered into silence by the clear tones of singing bowls. She told us before we started that she was going to feel all our energies and look at each of us individually, that we should hold her gaze in order to establish a true link. I'm trying to be empty and full at the same time. I'm trying not to be nervous as her eyes move from person to person. Her face is so open, it reminds me of a newborn. She's moving her fingers in small massaging movements as if she is needing the energy of each of us. I wonder if my nervousness is holding me back somehow, so I breathe slower and suddenly her eyes are on mine. I feel things swelling inside me. It's not a chill or heat, it's a wind that's gusting the water of me. My blood, or the energy in my blood, is a current through my limbs, my head. Then it's over. She's moved to the next person. She told us before we started that because this was usually an intense and personal experience, we might just want to leave right after. I sit down for a minute and people begin to gather their things and leave. I'm not sure if there will be a beginner's dowsing workshop, what I came here for, but I've been here almost four hours and I want to go. As I leave the parking lot, I see Marsha in the grass some yards from the building. She's laying on the ground, her arms a white flurry towards the sky. Oh, wild. So you never actually doused in I that, didn't douse in, in this experience, yeah. yeah. Only but in France. I feel like this was uh, maybe very indicative of the type of people who yeah. are interested in dowsing. There's a lot of feeling, right? Like, it's very mm-hmm. feeling. It's all about what you feel and yeah. that kind of thing. Interesting. Interesting about all the connections between crop circles and everything right. like that. <clears throat> a skeptic might say when you totally lack critical thinking skills, everything is true. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but uh, you know, I mean, this stuff is really interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it really is. So, you know? I have a quote from uh, Mark Simmons huh. on this. Mark Simmons, who wrote Albuquerque Narrative History, mm-hmm. Trail Dust, which is the, uh, the history um, column in the New Mexican. Someone that we come back to time and time so again. So many good New Mexican yeah. books. He says, The truth is, the stick will perform for practically everybody, skeptic and non-skeptic alike. Often I've placed a dowsing fork in a scoffer's hands and watched the amazement spread across his face as the branches twisted in his hands. Like aspirin, dowsing works whether you believe it or not. Wow, Mark Whoa, Simmons Mark said Simmons that? Mark Simmons believes That's in what it. he said. He, huh. was a, he is a, uh, well, a believer, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, you, can't, you can't read that without thinking. He, he talks about, so in this uh, same column, this is an old um, 
trail dust column where uh-huh. he talks about it. It's called Water Dowsing is Nothing to Shake a Stick at. <laughs> but he points out that this is not a uh, New Mexico Hispanic tradition at all. Huh. Not even a little bit. Like huh. the, the, uh, the Hispanic settlers in New Mexico um, built irrigation ditches, acequias, mm-hmm. from the river, and that's mm. how they took care of their water needs. If yeah. they weren't close enough to mm. a river, they typically just didn't have a village. Interesting. There. It wasn't until the homesteaders, Anglo homesteaders, started coming in in the uh, late 19th century, early 20th. Um, that they brought this tradition with them. It's very much like a white tradition, and then also the fact that they were, you know, homesteading areas right. that were pretty much not great for agriculture yeah. as is. So mm-hmm. it, it became really important to find um, water there. Yeah. Interesting. I've heard windmills called the the weapon that won the West, you know, like, you know, because they allowed these white settlers to uh, draw water up from places Mm -hmm. that had no water. But it seems like dowsing would kind of be in that same category if if, uh, it actually worked. If it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if it worked, we'd be hearing so much more about it in history? I mean, basic dowsing, like, I could see... I don't, it doesn't sound complete. There has to be a mechanism for how it would work, right? And the basic idea of finding water, that that doesn't sound like totally impossible to mm-hmm. me. But that book you have over here, what's it called? Dowsing for Beginners, How to Find Water, Wealth, and Lost Objects. And then the back says that you can even find, it says, you can easily locate gold, water, oil, artifacts, lost objects, even missing people when you follow Whoa. the simple instructions in Dowsing for Beginners. That, now we're heading into the realm where I'm yeah, like, yeah. this is just whatever. Right. So, <laughs> so traditional dowsing. So not pendulums right. or uh, the anything. Stick. Something using like a stick, like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon where they've got the Y-shaped stick mm-hmm. or... Um, Maybe the, the copper wands that you were talking about before. So the way it supposedly works is that you move over the land, and then when there is a source of water, the stick that you're holding like bumps up and down or twists Twist, itself right. over uh, and lets you know that there's water there, and then there are different ways of telling how deep the water is Depending on you know if it waggles mm-hmm. up and down or like your or the, uh, yeah, Mike's guy. your old man said um, in Nevada was it or uh, Arizona? Arizona? Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, so I thought um, I have an account here from Marta Weigel's book, The Lore of New Mexico. A must she, own. Yeah, this is really a fabulous book. This is the abridged version. I just realized. I'd oh, love wow. to check out the what the unabridged. I think I have the unabridged. Maybe, huh. but um, she huh. has a. She has a section on dowsing. Um, again, uh, reiterates that uh, it, it appears to be mainly an Anglo tradition. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so, a, uh, a homesteader at a community called Fence Lake in oh, New Mexico, that. western central New Mexico. That's where the aggressive Christianity Missionary Training Corps called oh, you're is right. based. That's yeah. right. Oh, oh man, there's. Yeah. Yeah. they're related. <laughs> that's that's an episode in that, itself. We should Those do that guys. episode. Yeah. Okay. Mm. One. So this is an account uh, collected by um, someone who is collecting stories as part of the uh, Federal Works Project Association mm. uh, in the Great Depression. Mm. Cool. 
One farmer suddenly discovered in 1933 that he had the power to witch for water. As a young boy in Texas, he observed witching. One day, he simply cut a forked stick from his wife's peach tree, tried out the technique as he remembered it, and it worked. Uh, peach was apparently like the traditional implement to use uh, among this, this group. Uh, he found two water veins on his farm, traced them to a point where they crossed each other, and had a successful well drilled at a depth of 230 feet. He rapidly achieved community-wide reputation as a water witch and successfully witched 18 wells in the next few years. Six wells were doused by a second water witch who lived in the community for a few years, making a total of 24 wells that were located in this manner. During the same period, however, the original water witch doused five locations where dry holes resulted after drilling, mm -hmm. and he missed calculating the depth by as much as 200 to 400 feet. For in addition to using the common technique for locating the water vein by walking over the ground with a forked twig and putting a stake in the ground with a rod dipped, he developed a special technique for determining depth. He would hold a thin, straight stick, five feet in length, over the water vein, and it would involuntarily nod up and down. The number of nods indicated the depth of feet in water. As time went on, the water witch killed his wife's peach tree by cutting witching sticks from it. Hmm. He then made an adjustment to the New Mexican environment by shifting to the use of forked sticks from pinon trees. He explains his dowsing in terms of electricity and usually attributes errors to the presence of iron, like a knife in his pocket or an old piece of farm machinery in the vicinity, or to the fact that he could not find a straight stick. Oh. Wow. So that's pretty interesting. That because is. In, well. um, if you ever read uh, like fairy lore or uh, witchcraft lore from um, like kind of older uh, like Anglo-Saxon sources, they often mm. talk about iron being like the bane of these things. So it's interesting mm. that he kind of take that this man took on that aspect as well. Interesting. So. I wonder how you know that you're a witcher. Or, I mean, like a town or a huh. community. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Well, you and, know. And I do feel that it has morphed into this sort of, I mean, for lack of a better term, new agey. Because I'm on this email list for the Los Lunas <laughs> chapter. And just the things, you know, it's... it's like, clearly, what you, what right. you read, they were... All about, like, every bit of New Agey stuff. Right. They weren't, like, engineers from Los Alamos who just happened to believe in right. water witching at the same time. It's also, like, crop circles, aliens. Aliens. I mean... Vortexes. There are unseen forces like magnetism and electricity right. and things like that that do exist in this world. So, I mean, maybe it's something like that. Maybe yeah. it ties into that. I You know, this is not something I've done in-depth research into or anything, but... But um, I know Sandia Park up in the Sandias used to have a little water dowsing scene. There's a few books you can find through Google Books that are all connected to uh, hmm. to that area. Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, you know the um, but uh, you know the the claims seem to get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> like yeah. what what this stuff can do. So there have been some uh -huh. scientific studies of uh, of dowsing. There's one that was conducted by the Deutsche Gesellschaft für Technik Zusa Minarbeit. I don't know what that is, but it sounds Deutsche Gesellschaft für Technik Technische Zusammenarbeit. Do you know what that means? German something for. Wait, you just covered it. Sorry. For technical. 
together working, Sitsama and Arbite. Okay, I'm going to go check this out. Because let's, let's take I lived in Austria for three years when I was a kid. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Mostly translate German. That's, that's good. That's great. <laughs> Something. Yeah. I haven't talked it in a decade. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this, was a, this was a study... Where they, they were saying, well, okay, maybe this, this could be, if it works, it could be a cheap way to find um, water in third world countries. And so they, they did a study, and they found an unexpectedly high success rate. Huh. Really? Yeah. Um, so they, uh, the thing is, they were looking in northern Sri Lanka where they found a 96% chance of finding water through this oh, this yeah. means, huh. um, Is there just but they didn't really know what to do with that because they hadn't figured out like how to determine the likelihood of finding water in that area. So hmm. um, I read one expert say that you know if you're looking in an area with a lot of water, then you're then you're going to find it if you dig deep enough. Yeah. You know? um, and perhaps Sri Lanka has has a, a fair amount of water, but there there's no um, there's no scientific explanation for why this would work. Hmm. Um, but it seems to work well enough, as a Scientific American, or sorry, Popular Mechanics stated hmm. in an article, uh, it works well enough to keep the practice alive. Interesting. Mm. And there are a number of New Mexican dowsing groups. There's one in Las Cruces. Mm. You can take dowsing classes at the uh, the ranch and uh, farm heritage museum oh, down cool. there. So. Do you guys mind? Is that all right? Um, yeah, please right. come on. Yeah. Yeah. Got any experience with, uh, with dowsing? With dowsing or dowsing? Dowsing, dowsing. Dowsing. You know, looking for water or... Uh, oh. No, but apparently my great-great-aunt was, I think, a dowser. Like, did this in, like, Pena Blanca. Tell me about Whoa. this. Okay. I so. don't know. I don't know much about it, but my grandma, Dolly, told me, like, they were, they had, like, orchards and land up there. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and then they had wells, but I don't know much hmm. about Wait, her. do you know their, uh, like, was, was this the, like, Hispanic Part of your family? Well, both sides, of, both sides of my family are Hispanic. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure about yeah, that. Yeah, so okay. my... I come from the Pachecos and the Montoyas and the Woodies. The Woody okay. part is from Texas. Yeah. From, like, San, Ange San Angelo, Texas. But my grandma Dolly is from here. She's okay. an Albuquerque and through and through. And back we were, we were looking at some of the sources here, and uh, in the lore of New Mexico, and then Mark Simmons also, they talk about it mainly as an Anglo tradition. One that wasn't po popular among the Hispanic huh. settlers in New yeah. Mexico. So, but sounds like that's not true. Sounds like right. there's at least some reason. Yeah, I don't know much about it though. Well, I don't. When would that yeah. have been in Pena Blanca that you're interested? Oh, this was like, this must have been. Well, this Dolly was born in 1930, so I'm just guessing it's like. 30s. 20s, 30s. Huh. 1910s, I don't know. Huh. You guys are not... In Peña Blanca, where is that? That's north of here, right? Between mm -hmm. here and Santa Fe? Um, interesting. Oh, Mauro Woody just came in. 
my fiance. I interrupted um, everybody. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats. Hope you haven't congratulated you officially on the oh. podcast no, yet, it's a, but it's fantastic. These two yeah. are married. No, it means a lot when it's on the podcast. Yeah. Well, it means it's, it's true. A, yeah. It's real. It's like when you update your relationship status on Facebook. Yes. And then all the Russians know. So All the Russians yeah. and all the wedding planners and yeah. the entire... Uh, oh, good point. And yeah. on the web, they know, and they want you to plan your wedding efficiently and mm-hmm. easily. Right. And listeners, <laughs> we had a very Albuquerque engagement. I asked her on stage at the launch pad. Very Albuquerque. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to get you guys an engraved dowsing. Oh, I need wedding. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it's true. I'll say I don't that. know. My, I mean, that's all that I've. That I that's it. Dolly doesn't like to talk about witches or anything because they're scarlet women apparently. Scarlet women? She's called them scarlet women. She's called them sorcerers. Sorceresses. <laughs> yeah. What she thinks is Peña Blanca. Yeah. So that's between uh, Cochiti and I, Santo Domingo. Is that right? I don't. God, I don't. Even, I should What's just Peña cheat. mean? Pine. 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 White pine. Oh, yeah. Pine. It's not that <laughs> far from here, though. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, think, I think it is. It's on the road between Cochiti and, it's, and Santa Domingo. It's pretty... It's... I, I'm trying to remember how far it is from here. I want to say it's like 40 minutes? Yeah. Um, that's about right. I, um, I used to go there as a kid, but my dad was telling me that they blocked it off. It used to be where you could get to it really easily, and now... Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. They've, like, blocked it off. There's, like, um, there's, like, they built a fence or something, so you can't get it to hmm. as easily. Because there's a river there that we used to go to when we were kids. Okay. But, and my parents oh, actually, mean. my parents actually have some land. They have three quarters of an acre up there that hmm. they were going to build a house, but they never cool. did anything with it. They're just keeping the land. Hmm. I need to check and see if it, yeah. So it's near, uh, it's near Cochity. It's south of Cochity. Um, yeah, so that's, if you, if you drive from Santo Domingo to Cochiti, you go through it. Um, I don't know if it's, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't drive down the main, the main road, but there's probably sections that are blocked off. Man. Uh, Native, so. I never drove, that's why my memory of it is terrible, Ooh. because I went there with people, so I had yeah. passenger memory. Right. I didn't physically drive there myself. Oh, good phrase. Passenger. Memory. Well, that's what I yeah. call when you're just a passenger, <laughs> yeah. just daydreaming, and then <laughs> and then people are like, "How'd you get there?" I'm like, "I have no idea." Ask ask Gyps, ask my friend who drove us there. Yeah, I yeah, uh, yeah. It's been so long since I've been there. I believe it's been like at least 15 years. Huh. It's been but your grandma and her dad live there, right? Like her, like her dad. Well, lived? well, her fa- like my. Yeah. I think it was my. Great grandmother's family had land. They had orchard oh, yeah. orchards up there. They had all kinds of fruit trees, hmm. and they yeah they had property up there. And that was my great grandmother. That's my grandmother's mom. Hmm. Hmm. And, and so she grew up in Pina Blanca and Albuquerque. Interesting. And then she met my great grandfather. Who was a Hagen miner at the mm-hmm. ghost town of Hagen. Yay! Whoa. Yeah, he was so play- cool. Well, and he That's was in and I think sorry. in Albuquerque he would play mm-hmm. in like. Not saloons, but like little dive bars, and he would play piano and that wow, kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna bring it back to dowsing. Right, dowsing. Right, dowsing. 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 Okay. It's fun to talk about. So, um, yeah. this is something that I discovered that I found quite surprising, which is dowsing turning up in probably the least likely place in the modern world. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? 
McDonald's. I'm no, not McDonald's. <laughs> on the battlefield of Iraq and Afghanistan. What? There is, there was, I suppose there actually still is a company based out of Britain that was selling bomb detectors to the U.S. and coalition forces. And the way these worked <laughs> is the company said they used the principle of nuclear quadrupole resonance or nuclear magnetic <coughs> resonance. Wow. Upon further uh, questioning, the, uh, the man who um, ran this company, the, the company's called Advanced Tactical Security and Communications, um, his name is James McCormick. Uh, he made millions of dollars selling these things. Upon further questioning, he agreed that it worked the same way as water dowsing. Whoa. Um, so apparently there's been military interest in dowsing since at least the Vietnam War when U.S. military looked into it as a possible way of finding Viet Cong booby traps. Oh my god! This guy, James McCormick, kind of ran with this idea and sold millions of these devices, well, thousands of these devices, to uh, militaries uh, around the world as a way to detect bombs, Whoa. hidden bombs and IEDs. And in fact, when George W. Bush visited... Um, <laughs> When, uh, when George W. Bush visited um, Iraq, remember when he got that through sh the, shoe the, the shoe thrown yeah. at him? Oh, yeah. Um, he had people on his security staff using these devices to try and determine whether there were bombs oh in the places gosh. that he was going. And the thing is, they didn't work at all. <laughs> but they did things, you know? They yeah. would beep and they would move their little antennae around yeah. and stuff like that. So it... it it made an impression on people, um, and uh, what is it? Quadrupolar nuclear resonance, right. nuclear magnetic resonance. Sounds very impressive, yeah. but it, it's absolute nonsense. Yeah. And this guy made um, well enough money that in uh, in two thousand and sixteen, he had ten million dollars in assets. Uh, seized wow. by oh the God. by the British government. Um, so he did really well selling dowsing equipment wow. to the uh, the militaries of the world. So I thought, well, there's an unexpected place for Seriously. dowsing to sort of suddenly turn up. That could wow. have gone to teachers. <laughs> good, good point. Um, yeah, one more uh, example of uh, of waste during these, uh, yeah. these wars. Yeah. Do you know Oklahoma only has four-day school weeks now because they have no funding for their schools? I was looking at pictures of that this the morning. The pre-strike. Are they yeah. striking now? They... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, have they gotten results from the strike yet? No, I don't I think so. I hadn't heard so. anything about that. Okay. Anyway. No, because they're all going online and they're snorting condoms and eating Tide Pods. <laughs> I wonder who's actually baby boomers doing all that. Snorting condoms. I'm sure there's like three people doing this. It's like... You know? What happens? Yeah. It's like vodka-soaked tampons, or uh -huh. one of these like so-called trends that everyone's talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe dowsing. Yeah. like dowsing should catch on. Yeah. Why aren't the kids dowsing? They yeah. could instead of snorting strange yeah. prophylactics, they could actually be like paying for college. Right. <laughs> Hop in their parents. Sure. Why is it, um, if are we are we ending? Can I yeah. end with uh, with um 
a fun tip from sure. the Dowsing Society. Yeah, yeah. So they put out a newsletter for take your pendulum on vacation, yeah. literally. Um, so if you have no particular destination in mind, get out a map and map Dows where to go to have, quote, the best vacation ever. <laughs> go to the foot of your driveway and ask the pendulum which way to go. The pendulum will swing in some direction. <gasps> Keep going in that direction, roads permitting. Regularly asking which way to go until you come to a place that you absolutely want to stop and stay at. What a great opportunity <laughs> to plug my other podcast that oh, Courtney yeah. and I have been doing, which is sort of a, a form of dowsing on a map where we try to find interesting stories oh, yeah, about the places totally that we dowse. We're going to be starting up again soon. Huh. So it's called, uh, it's called Anytown USA. Huh. And uh, we're going to be starting that one up again sometime soon. Do you guys want my copper pendulum? Because I haven't used it in if seven own, years. Maybe. <laughs> well, you still have it? Yeah. That's great. Do you come from a dowsing family? No. <laughs> no. I just tried it for like a month period. And not. That's why I bought the book. She read a great beginners. excerpt from an essay about huh, the experience cool. with the less than dowsing community. Gosh. I bet dowsing's really easy in Milwaukee. Yeah, it's super like, easy. It's like six inches down. You drop like it a, a little lake. bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> so the argument against dowsing is that statistically you're going to either get water or not, right? Like you're... Yeah. So... Well... Right? Right. If you dig deep mm-hmm. enough, like, there's a good chance of hitting right. water, right? In or, most places in the U.S. Or lava. I bet I'd be a really good lava dowser if you d- dug really deep. Um, <laughs> or in Albuquerque, where there's a significant yeah. aquifer oh, under, yeah. uh, under yeah. our feet. It's just a matter of tapping into that aquifer, which is why yeah. in Sri Lanka, if you're digging around, right. um, you get a 96% up. chance of uh, finding water. Maybe that's just basically the odds. Yeah. Or uh, in this town where the guy was uh, at Fence Lake, mm-hmm. uh, where he was uh, dowsing. I mean... Yeah. If you find 24 wells within a, a, a town's area, chances are, mm. you know, there's probably an aquifer or something mm-hmm. under there. Mm. Yeah. You know, so. Fence Lake reminds me of Wire Lake out in Mo- Moriarty. Have any of you ever seen that? This is a big wire circle where a lake used to be. It's mm. great. Oh my God, no. Yeah. That also reminds me of Fire Lake by Bob Seger. Oh. I don't Check know. Check it out. It's a good song. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard I like Bob, Bob Seger. Seger, but. He's great. He scratches an itch sometimes. Um, also, if you're interested in more dowsing, is the Sacred Dove still open? On Central, oh. kind of by the That's Grove. the Crystal Dove. Oh, the Crystal Dove. Hmm. That's where I got the book, Dowsing for Beginners. Is that like a New Age bookstore? Yeah, yeah. It is. Oh, We yeah. just went to a New Age bookstore yesterday because it's right by our house. And I'm like, there's a bookstore right by our house. They had some dowsing stuff there. What's that called? Blue, Blue Eagle. Blue Eagle, yeah. Oh, Blue Eagle's still yeah. down. They actually had some built. interesting stuff there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were there forever. They yeah. were there for a while. They had they had some books that weren't just you know of yeah, esoteric this, interest. Yeah, this press that this book is is Luan, and they do a lot of new age stuff. Hmm. Actually, it's all new age. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah pretty <clears throat> new age. Okay. Not my scene, but I think it's super interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's there's a lot that's like kind of attractive about that scene. Yeah. yeah. People, you know, feeling things. Right. Fringe counterculture, yeah. generally yeah. compassionate. Yeah. I I may not believe that a lot of it. Is real, yeah. But uh, like I said, I think there are yeah. some admirable qualities. I re- I heard about this sociological term that was coined in the '60s called the cultic milieu. This idea that when things are pushed to the side, um, they all start mixing together, and that's why Charles Manson was like, 
you've got to murder people so that like they can, their souls can be uh, rescued by your better karma and stuff like that. It's like these these strange things get mixed together when they when they get pushed to the fringes, and then that cross pollination results in really really interesting things sometimes. And the West is like. You know, I feel like you couldn't write a complete story of colonization without talking about the new age colonization of the West that's happened in towns like Crestone, Colorado and Sedona, Arizona and aspects of Taos and Santa Fe that uh, are like, it is kind of a modern neo-colonization, yeah. you know. Well, cultural appropriation potentially. There's yeah. some of that right. too, yeah. So. We should and do an episode on it. It would be, yeah, we have to write something, but that, <laughs> yeah, it's super, it's super interesting. I think this is great, Nora. I really enjoyed your oh, excerpt oh, too. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I know that was you several years ago, yeah. but you were a good writer yeah. even then. Mike, have you ever gotten into, uh, yeah. into new agey kind of stuff? You're one of the more um, um, well, no, skeptical having, people that I know. Having come from a religious background, I was kind of like, from now on, I'm not, tell- I'm not accepting anything I don't have some evidence for. And I've kind of mellowed out on that a little bit since then. I, today I say I'm an atheist about gods, but an agnostic about reality. You know, like, because I, yeah. I, reality's weird. You know, we don't really understand everything. And maybe, like, as Arthur C. Clarke says, says reality is not only stranger than, than we know, it's stranger than we can know. We have slightly, like, better than, you know, more evolved. Actually, it's all equally evolved, technically. But, but uh, we have slightly, like, you know, more metaconscious brains than chimpanzees and bonobos. And, like, maybe we just, it's not possible for us to understand how things are and what's yeah. really going on or how many dimensions we live in or what, you know, like... We don't know. Maybe it's foolish to pretend we do. What but, about you, Nora? Yeah. Got any inclination toward channeling or crystals or anything? No, I feel like I really want to be that person sometimes, and I just am not. You know, the dowsing meeting should have been my portal to and that the, world, yeah. and it yeah. wasn't. Didn't yeah, quite work out. like even the crystal craze, which I don't really get, like buying yeah, the pretty. crystal. <laughs> yeah, I like rocks. I don't get energy. Yeah. Maybe I'm huh. too full of. Now, Morrow, I wood. believe you are the only Wiccan at the table, so I think you. Wait, do you identify as a Wiccan? A... I don't identify as a as a Wiccan. Um, oh, you don't? She's just a witch. I like being called a witch. I'd rather uh, be called a witch than a Wiccan. Yeah. No offense to the Wiccan community; they're good people. They're doing their thing. I just feel like Wiccan is a more um, contemporary word for a witch. Really, I'm I'm a pagan. I I like. I like a lot of that mystical, magical stuff, but um, I think I'm more of like a metaphorical witch. Metaphor. Um, in the sense that I do love, I do believe in magic, but I believe science is magic, mm. and that's how I interpret it. And as magic is action, and I think you can change your life by doing. Um, so that's how I I view it. I like all that stuff, though. I I I think I'm more fascinated by people's personalities with magic and how they incorporate it in their own lives um that being said i man if magic was real it would be amazing if we could all fly if crystals could give you the power to i'd be into it to to really cure sickness and do all these things that would be great and i do believe on on some levels that it's the power of positive thought and what people put into Mm -hmm. their material i could say this table is magic if i believed in it enough Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, in that, in that sense, yeah, I'm very much more scientific, but I do believe in the power of dreams and sigils, and I have seen magic work. And like I said, I think, I, I said this to Mike one time, or I, t- I articulated it, but I can't really remember exactly what I said, but magic is what 
gives science uh, the ability, it's our ability to dream and to make those things our reality. Okay. So that's what I think that it is. Nice. It's like the inspiration. Yeah, I do. I mean, because when you think back now, if you showed somebody from, like, the 15th century a, a phone, they would be like, yeah. you're that's, a witch. I mean, yeah. what is that thing? They would they would literally be think that's evil or it's scary, yeah. it's yeah. foreign. So I don't know. I mean, I'm at odds with it, too, because I, I feel sometimes like I am a very much solitary practitioner because... I meet some pagans, some Wiccans that are so far into it that yeah. I, I'm like, oh, and then I meet some other ones that are just not as into it as I am. So I don't know. It's I think it's like any other spiritual thing. Yeah, makes sense. Personal, yeah, totally. Yeah, personal and yeah. Yeah. Uh, for my own part, yeah, I did attend a channeling workshop once, and I was told that I was a worker of the light. Wow. Um, Wasn't your mom into that stuff? My mother has uh, flirted with various forms of faith healing and channeling and so forth over the years. Um, But, but, uh, you know, for my own part, I've I've never... I I think the world is absolutely full of mystery and wonder, and there's way more going on than I understand, and much like the insane clown posse, I do not know how magnets work. Um, or mirrors. What's the deal with mirrors? Seriously. You <laughs> polish something and you can see a copy of yourself in it backwards? However, <laughs> uh, the, the, the systems that many New Age practitioners propose to explain things, I don't find any more adept at answering them. And mm. I find often that, that they're, uh, you know, seem a little bit more out to kind of take someone's money or yeah. some, some, right, something right. along those lines. So, But sex, because I... We were talking about that yesterday. I think they're... Because it, it's so abstract and so woolly yeah. that everybody could... Somebody could just tell you an answer. And if you're that kind of person who wants to believe... Right. Then you will, you will be manipulated. I mean... Yeah. 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 But I also think, like, there's something to be said about something that makes you feel good and changes your life for the better. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a slippery slope. I mean, humans have invented this for what reason? But uh, I I think for me, it it comes down to either when somebody takes advantage of somebody else or when somebody makes choices that, uh, well, that essentially harm other people or themselves. Mm -hmm. That's a worry. Faith healing, I think can be very much a problem if, yeah. if somebody forgoes actual treatment, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Dowsing, eh, I guess it depends right. on how much you charge. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it seems like a community yeah. that's free to go to those workshops. I guess yeah. so. But then they, like, evolve sometimes. Like Joseph Smith was a dowser before he started Mormonism, right? I mean... Was that right? Yeah, he would, like, and he was a mystical treasure hunter that would hire himself out to people in the area and stuff. I mean, like, you know, these things can get out of control. Or this guy they, selling they, bomb detectors to right, the military, right. soaking up millions later. of dollars, literally yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem, right? Yeah. yeah. So weird well, and cool and interesting. You know what? Yeah. I mean, regardless of how you feel about it, like, anthropologically, if you're able to just step back and be like, look at all this, these interesting people into all these interesting things, that, like, it's a pretty interesting collage of behaviors and beliefs and things like that that exist around us and that's yeah. kind of cool yeah. and, right on. I, I, I'm, I'm interested in that it's better than being boring mm-hmm. you know? uh, yeah true uh, so, so right. that's well, cool if well, you are a dowser 
Yeah. You should write yeah. us a letter. I want to hear more. Yeah. Find Cheers. us on our uh, the Facebook record. page, yeah. um, City on the Edge uh, podcast on uh, on Facebook, City on the Edge podcast at Gmail. Be nice. We just yeah. do, we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. We're just we're just trying hear. to present fun material. Yeah. Exactly. But <laughs> but uh, and Nora had this cool piece. You guys should do an episode on witchcraft in New Mexico. That could yeah, be really interesting. Yeah. I would There's love so to. Much. I would love to be a part of that. Be a part of that and round That'd up some great. people to. I want to hear about these scarlet women. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so sorcerers and sorcerers. We watched such a well done movie recently called The Love Witch by this fil- new filmmaker Anna Biller, who's only done two movies so far. But her next one is um, what is it? Remind me. It was something cool. Oh, it's Bluebeard. Oh, yeah. She's doing Ooh. the fairy tale Bluebeard That's next. Oh, so cool. That's and, but she d- films on 35 millimeter and really like makes everything that she does. And I thought that explained witchcraft to me in a in a way that was very interesting. She was really it was like very like Schopenhauer like. It was just all about willpower, really. Ooh, and and the idea of like manifesting your desires by saying what you want and envisioning it and working toward it and stuff. Coming up next, we're going to be talking. Uh, next episode looks like we're going to be talking about Sabina. Oh, Mexico. oh, good! We're doing that one. Yeah, give us a little taste of oh. what that's going to be about. All right, just like a one. So I don't even think we should try to connect our previous episode to this episode, but because it just feels inappropriate to connect internment camps to <laughs> to dowsing no, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, but uh, is there a connection between Sabino and dowsing? Well, uh, dowsing happens in rural areas, and we're going to definitely be talking about a rural area uh, of the Manzano Mountains. Um, I got hired several years ago to document this little town that's not really a town anymore called Sabino in the Manzano Mountains, and I wrote this really long report on it, on all the aspects of it. There were so many things. I mean, it started out as a little uh, Spanish bean farming community in the 1800s. Then it became a fox farm in the early 1900s. Then this, like... Uh, apparently, uh, I think it was a scientist of some sort, settled there and was working with Charles Lindbergh to try to invent the secret of immortality or discover the secret of immortality. There's some weirdness. I'm in. I think, uh, yeah, that's Okay, so tune in next time. Fox Farms and the secret of immortality. Thank you guys once again for joining us. We will have, hopefully, our audio issues. We'll have a listener's